The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He now is more cameras walking around staring at me. I don't care. I just want to play football. Yeah, I want to win a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims on Button, episode 373. It's Monday. I don't know the exact date. Don't ask me. It's just Monday, somewhere in the middle of May. And Ahmed Farid is here mm-hmm. once again to drive the ship off after a long weekend, hard working weekend. But I know you're energized now. I am. Detroit, we open we're opening with Detroit a lot here. All right. I'm talking about Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And Jamal Williams talking about hard knocks and he doesn't yeah. give a fuck about the cameras in yeah. his face. He doesn't give a shit. If you All just right? heard that yeah. that soundbite too, the beginning of it, yeah. you would not know the podcast is beginning or if it was like some evil character in a cartoon. No, you're it was right. kind of a you, weird You really wouldn't know. And then when you would turn it on, you'd go and if you're watching on YouTube, you'd be even more confused because you're like, Wait, is the guy that's hosting the show, does he work for the Washington Commanders? Is there <laughs> oh this is the day they're doing the Chris Sims top forty yeah. list. So maybe Chris has a, a commander on the on the <laughs> list today. Because you're, you're very dressed for commander-like football today. It's almost identical to the colors, isn't it? I didn't realize that until you just said it. I looked at myself in the monitor, and I look exactly like a commander. You're like the old, you're like the old Washington team in the 70s when they yeah. had those, like, the mustard yellow pants and all that. Yeah. You're like Sonny Jurgensen in that team back in the day. <laughs> what did I do here? Uh, I kind of like the combo, though. All I right. do, too. It could goes be, well. Could I, be a good year for them, so, you know, I might wear it again. Well, we're hoping good things. Things for your Lions. That's yep. going to happen. Yep. Commanders, yeah. They're kind of one of those teams where you go, you can kind of see it going either way. I love the Commanders' yeah, color scheme. So The colors are good. A, so Don't yeah. be offended. So the fact that I all. duplicated one of them yes, here today. right, right. Of all of them to duplicate, that was good. Now, you're doing good, though? I mean, Ahmed I'm doing good. He was pregame baseball yesterday. Yep. Atlanta. I was yep. in Atlanta for a really good game. We were two for two on Peacock so far right. with our baseball games. Two really good games. First one in Fenway. Yesterday we were in Atlanta. Right. Which, by the way, in Atlanta, yeah. what a cool park. Yeah. I had not been there. I've never been there Built either. it in 2017. Right. They built this whole property. It's kind of outside the city so yeah. they could build and build on the stadium. Sure. So they told me that at the World Series last year, for one of the games, they had 40,000 people inside the 
stadium. Yeah. And then they had another 60,000 people all around the stadium. Wow. And like restaurants they built. Yeah. Big park areas with big screen TVs. It's a cool complex. So it's a, you can go there and hang out for the day. and Yeah. And, 100%. Yeah. That's cool. Even yeah. when there's not a game there. There's right. enough stuff to do around the stadium. There is. Yeah. So. That seems to be the new thing in professional sports is to build something around these stadiums that keeps the crowds coming to these restaurants or whatever else. Well, what, it's what you need, too, because the worst thing is if you build a stadium hoping that comes, right. which I think some teams have done, like the Marlins have done that in yeah. Miami, yeah. and then they don't build up around it, then yeah. you just got a ballpark that no it one just, hangs around yeah, if there's not right. a game. It's just empty, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, uh, give me the, the like, Extra innings. Yeah, made the flight. Everything was good. I, yeah, I made the flight. You made the flight. You know right. me. I'm a nervous Nelly. You right. know me. So well, I didn't know. So I don't get cut it close. I so. don't do that. Yeah, I don't. I, I had a seven o'clock flight, so right. that game could have gone 25 innings, and okay. I still would have made my flight. Right. But there were That's people. That's where you and me are different. I, I don't get how you do that. Yeah. Like, aren't you sweating the whole time? Like, the game's going into overtime. You're just like, oh, I might not make I, it. Uh, yeah, I would. But, man, it's worth the roll of the dice to me to get home, like, three hours earlier. Yeah. I just, I'm like, yes. Is, but I then guess. what happens if you miss your flight? Are you screwed? Do you yeah. have to stay overnight I'm sometimes? Off and I'm cursing out the world and saying, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? <laughs> that bothers me. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't it's want It's a tough that. one. I hear you. You're, you know taking, the safe, you're taking the safe bet. Because I don't curse. So what yeah. am I supposed to do in that moment? You're taking the safe bet. Bet I am. You're good. Yeah. That's why you're good and you're responsible better for points bet and everything else. Uh, Pete says we have a photo. So if you're watching on a. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> look at him. Got <laughs> my favorite blue pants on. Why am I standing like that? I don't. You must be mid walk. So I, I like was mid walk. I got my Matt iPad. Casey sent this to me too. Matt Casey sent this, our, uh, our right. other producer extraordinaire. Uh, leading the ship here, uh, so he, this was that was where we were. We were outside the ballpark yeah. finding a restaurant because right. he's out there helping producing right. uh, the the pregame Tottenham show. Tottenham Spur, yeah, Hotspur, whatever gotta, the hell they are. Yeah, the the, 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 the hot spur. Yeah, uh, maybe an illegal T-shirt. It's a there's it's, a little bit of a stomach going on there. What's up yep, with that? Yep. I think if you raised your hands above your head too, oh. we'd see belly button. If it's I an illegal that, t-shirt. If I did that now too, I don't, yeah, maybe. It I got be close. I got broad shoulders, so that kind of makes it. Harder yes, to, uh, right. to get there. So we. So I would love to talk about this yeah. more. Well, we'll talk about it. Except that my belly was sticking out, and I'd like to get off that subject. Yeah, right. Uh, we have a big pod. Yes. Because we're starting your top 40 right. quarterback countdown. There we go. Okay. So we're going through, what are we going through? 36. Yep. So we'll get into that the bottom here. bottom five. The bottom five. But, you know, they, they made the list. They should be celebrating. No question. Even though we just called them bottom five. They made the list. They made the list. They're in the top 40 best quarterbacks in the world conversation. But before we do that, we got number one, as in the number one prognosticator of all the Sims homies out there on PointsBet. Welcome in Rob from Illinois. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. What's up, Rob? How you doing, man? Good to hey, have you. Nice to meet you. I guess Zoom's kind of meeting somebody. It nice is. It's official. We're, we're friends now. We definitely I are. I hear you. I know. So I now, you. now you're going to have to, like, you know, watch the podcast and act like you like I'm what we do. To. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to hear. I will be for sure. All right. So, Rob, first off, you're a teacher, yeah. right? You're in school yes, right I now. Am. So we should. So Rob's in school. So he's skipping out. So right. we, hopefully we don't get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's clarify. So, <laughs> so Rob is on the pod because we had the points bet perfect ten. Remember that? And if you picked the entire first ten picks of the NFL draft correct, what did what did you get, Pete? Like a hundred thousand dollars? Is that what it was? A yeah. hundred thousand dollars. Right. You got to like. You know, talk to us. All all this, all the perks, all the important things, all the important things. Well, right. no one got all ten, but Rob was the only one to get the first five 
correct. So congratulations. I'm giving you a uh, seated ovation right here. We're showing your picks on the screen right now. You had Trayvon Walker, one, Hutchinson, two, Derek Stingley, three, Sauce Gardner, four, and Kayvon Thibodeau, five. Now, Chris, I know went, 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 went. I was way wrong on the Kenny Pickett. The, that was all right. Well, you, you weren't crazy wrong. There was a lot of people that thought wrong. that. There was a lot of people that thought that could happen. A lot of experts yeah. that thought it could happen. So you weren't crazy there. I, yeah, that's the first thing I want to ask you, Rob. It's just like, how'd you come to your conclusion yes, of your top exactly. five? Yeah, like what, um, what? What made you finally go that route with those first five picks there? Just sitting down, starting looking at it, and I got a son that's a. Uh, plays some college football he dies in the draft we both do so just went down and went through it I guess the big the big guess in the first five was who was going to be first Stingley or Sauce Gardner and uh when I got the Stingley right you know that kind of made the other ones fall into place a little bit so yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I came about it and was following it that night and I kept looking at him I'm like I think I got another one right where were you got another one right were you looking (laughs) I it's a it's amazing I mean top 10 is almost impossible I mean five in a row is is amazing in itself were you looking at like points bet odds and things like that or odds from sports books as far as the picks are concerned oh yeah yeah oh yeah I was looking at it that way through points bet and and I was putting the putting the bets down so I was hoping to make a little bit of money on it and and surely did that night. Not a hundred thousand dollars. I could have gone for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. made enough made enough money to buy a couple pops that night. So it was all good. Good. So this is what I'm saying. So this is how I know, Rob. Now I'm I'm guessing you're not a all the time listener to the pod, right? An occasional listener, I am not. perhaps. That's okay. what I am. Yes. Because I, I was going to say, Chris. Uh, listeners to this pod probably did not have Thibodeau or Stingley. That was a shock to most of us, a shock to you. It was to me, for sure. Um, And so, and it was, I I think that there was a few, though, that thought that Kayvon Thibodeau would drop, maybe out of the top ten. Yeah. Um, and so, and so you you just went with your gut right there. And what was it, Pete? He got seven of of the ten eventually there? I I think it was seven of ten total. All right, yeah, you got Evan Neal to the Giants there. You got Charles Cross there. Uh, to number nine. All right, so so Rob, before we let you go, who's who's your team? Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. How? Was, Cowboys. Yeah. How did that happen? No, Rob I like from that. Illinois. Oh, I like that. Anti Bears. Grew up. Grew up um, with uh, Tony Dorsett. Um, you know all, all the players, and then the, then you got the Michael Irvin and everything. Little kid growing up. You, in my age, you were either a Steelers fan or a Cowboys fan, pretty right. much. Right. You yeah, know, but I grew not up from in, Illinois. In, I grew not up in Indiana. Okay, so got it. I didn't grow up in Chicago. Got but it. But uh, you're either a Steelers or a Cowboys fan, and I've been a Cowboys fan. I've made sure my 19-year-old son's a Cowboys fan. We travel. We go to one uh, Cowboys home game a year and one one road game a year. This year we're lucky. They're in the Packers. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, that that's a hey, listen. You're that's a real fan, and you're right. There's a lot of people from your generation. It's it's a lot of Steelers and Cowboys fans. There's no question about what do you, that. I mean, your generation, like yeah. saying Rob's well, older. I'm just saying he's he's mature. He's wise, a wiser man. <laughs> um, that doesn't hurt my feelings. All right. So, are you? Let, let me let me hear a little bit about like your you know your gambling as far as like you a sometime gambler. What what is usually oh, your I formula? To, I'm on the websites. Uh, consistently yes yeah. yeah right i don't spend a lot of money i do it for a little bit of fun uh, i do make i've had a pretty good run over the last couple months good um getting a lot of the boosts a lot of the different things with the the promos and the boost i i hit those often 
Um, but I've gotten I've gotten pretty lucky over the last couple of months. I've I'm in the plus range, which right. is all just that's all that counts. All that is all yeah. that counts. All right, so yeah. so as as you go here, give give us something that we can make money on. Who's going to win MVP? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> you should you you know oh, this man. stuff. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I tell you the one my team that I think is going to be better this year. One the Bears are terrible yes. unfortunately the bears are terrible i think so i'll take the under on the bears all day all night yeah and then some. right i just can't see how they're gonna be able and it's too bad because justin's fields is just gonna get drilled back there unfortunately uh-huh. um but unfortunately i think he he's gonna the bears are gonna be under i like the colts this year i think the colts are gonna be a solid team i think matt ryan for maybe one maybe two years you know he's yeah. gonna be good i don't know how you go against guys like matt stafford as an mvp um, something like that. I mean, Ooh. the old, I know you don't win the Super Bowl two years in a row. It hasn't happened in what, 30 years or something. I think Tom Brady was the last one to do it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know how you go against Stafford with all the players they got. They're adding players. I don't know how they can keep doing that, but they keep adding them. I hear you. Know? Yeah. He might not win the Super Bowl again, but he could put up a big year and win the MVP. I don't think that's Absolutely. a crazy thought at all. I'm I like you this. There. I like this. I like your thoughts on the Colts, too. I mean, yeah. There's a, the over under, I believe, is at nine and a half, right? So I don't know if you got. I'm over all day. Yeah, over. And you Whoa. already got you already got action on it. You already did it. I do. I do. When it was there, it was. I got it. You're you're my kind of guy. All day. So he you, are you an opportunity? He sees an opportunity and pounces. He sounds like you're more of a long play guy. Are you more of a like yeah. that kind of better? Are you more of like? I don't mind those. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Ro- I got a Golden State Warriors who I'm riding now. So okay. I got Man, multi-sport. A long time about That's... twelve to one when they were just starting at the year, then they were playing so poorly, so poorly. So I'm sitting riding on that bad boy right now. Well, all right. So wait, what grade are you teaching? And and yeah, tell us that because you might be making enough money here to where they might need a new teacher here soon. <laughs> Easy now. I got five more years. Don't kick me out yet. <laughs> all right. All right. I teach elementary PE. I got a best best job in the world. I haven't worked in twenty seven years. That's uh, awesome. That's oh, cool. Ele- all right. Yep. So get, give me like, all right, the weather's getting a little nice here. It's May. What do we got scheduled in, in PE we today? Soccer today? We got some soccer and uh, a little softball swinging out there. Oh, today. this was the best time. Can Gro- I get back to that? Growing grade? up in Michigan, yeah, this was right. the best. Very similar to Illinois. It's just like you're locked in school all oh, year long. And then right at the end, it's like you're happy that it's the end of the year. Yeah. And you get to go outside again. Yeah. Oh, right. It's the greatest time. Right. Rob, yeah. I. Um, Thanks for participating in the in the contest. Congratulations on doing so well, and uh, awesome. and, and thanks for throwing some shade on the Bears and giving some love to Matthew Stafford. I love this interview. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, you guys have a great day. It was nice meeting you guys. Nice you meeting too. you too, All Rob. Right. Thanks a lot, man. Later, Rob. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, that Sam. was good. I, oh, I, I love it. I like Rob. You insulted him a little bit. I by wanted to his insult genera- him one more time. <laughs> I wanted to call him in perfect Rob because oh, <laughs> yeah. you're having him on. He got five perfect, but that's, that's 10. true. Yeah. So, you know, but yes, uh, I love that. Great story. Uh, cool little gym teacher there, PE teacher. My dad was a gym it's teacher, amazing. health teacher. Yeah. Right, and he's into sports. He could tell that. I uh, love so that. that's good. Hopefully we can help people make some money every now and then. Well, if they want to do that, they can sign up for the hmm. Points Bet app. And use promo codes. We supply promo codes. We do. And right now, that code is NBC2K, all right? And you can get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you're in an eligible state, if you're in an eligible state, PointsBet has an exclusive sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you cannot miss, Ahmed. You can't miss it even when you're wearing your commander's clothes, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So... 
say like you like Rob's picks yep. and bet a hundred dollars on the Colts to win the AFC. Sure, if you win, you'll get twelve hundred dollars. But if you lose, you will get free bets worth a hundred dollars. Wow, yep. Pete did that math Pete's, so fast. Pete's getting good with these. He's adding things up. That's and like everything. a live promo right? that we had changing it odds was, and everything. Yes, right. So Organic. and then once the game starts. You know, don't just bet. Live your bet life, Ahmed, cool. with points bet. I love it. Yeah, you right. should love it. Points bet's going to love that. Paying half your salary. Uh, I command you to do that. And I can say that <laughs> as a commander. As you a can commander, I can yes. do that. You're a you're a, a an unofficial <laughs> commander of the podcast today. You, you know what I command right now? What do you command? That we begin the 2022 Chris Sims Top 40 Quarterback Countdown. I grant your wish. <laughs> This is here big. We go. This is big. Big day here. This is how you know the draft is over. We yes. got a little lull between training camp and all right. that stuff. And so right. how do we fill the time? Well, we we degrade we, we some quarterbacks. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> asked Chris to put himself out there again for internet hate, yes. which will certainly happen once again. But uh-huh. we always do a do a good job of trying to explain your reasoning. Yep. And that's really the exercise here, right? Yeah. It's like the numbers are one thing and they were they are where you think they are and talent wise. But we're trying to have conversations about where these quarterbacks are at right now with all these teams. Right. Exactly right. It's not easy. You know, again, I'm not sitting here and saying what I write, you know, should be in stone and should be the letter of the law. You know, but I I, I do love this. And, you know, I put my life and soul into this a lot. You know, so I'm a guy that some of these close ones, hopefully you can listen to and go, oh, Chris made sense. That makes sense. Chris does this for a living. I get why you say that. I'm here to be that guy that me nitpick between the fourth and fifth quarterback and tell you exactly why, or 38 and 37, and do that. So, uh, yes, it's not an easy exercise. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a lot of guys in certain areas where you go, oh, my gosh, these five, six quarterbacks, they're all the same guy. How am I really going to differentiate between them? Mm-hmm. I'm big into this. All right, There's four categories that I'm big on. All right, and and yeah, I don't know if I've ever really kind of said this because yeah. I, I I broke it down more through this lens this year. Okay. Talent, physical talent, right? That's the number one thing. Throwing know? and running, throwing and running, taking both of those into account. That's part of the game right now in 2022 NFL, no doubt about it. Um, the next thing thing would be the mental aspect, decision making, going through reads. You know, how much of the playbook can you handle? All of those type of things. Certainly huge as far as the success of the quarterback. Third would be leadership. And leadership is huge. Of course it is. You know, the effect you have on the football team, their belief, whether it's through the season lens, the game lens itself, the effect you have on the team every day in practice, right? Tom Brady's got all that stuff, let alone he's also like, hey, I, I got a cool play here. Let me add this to it. It's, great. it's unreal leadership. It's hard to compete with that. And then the last one to me would be pocket presence. I think mm. because there is something to that. You know, there's the physical ability Right, but I'm not going to put that in the pocket presence. I'm going to give that his own thing. So those four things to me are really the way I break it down. Of course, I'm not in the room in a meeting room with some of these guys. I don't know all of them. I know a lot of them, and I know a lot about them. Um, but that's really kind of how I try to break it down. So you talk to a lot of people in the NFL. You got to know a lot of smart people in the NFL. Yep. Do you lean on them at all to None. make this list, or is this all you? No, this is all me. This is all me and. Um, anytime I did a draft, I mean, here, you know, I mean, just to be transparent, what, I mean, I'm on draft seven or eight. This is all I did the last few days. Don't hold that up like Jerry so, Jones did with yeah. his draft board. I got, uh, I got seven draft. I have eight drafts total of these. And I sent, like, Pete and Matt Casey, 
You know, every time I had a new one, I take a picture, I send it to them, have some conversations on there. Mm-hmm. The only person I converse with this at all really is my father. Just to pick his brain, he might say a few thoughts. The big thing is not even that I really want to listen to him all the time. He makes a point, and I go, oh, damn, that's, you, you know what, you're right. You, that was the tiebreaker right there. Mm-hmm. No, but the biggest thing is, as you've heard me say, is talking it out. Yep. You've got to talk it sometimes because you don't even – with some of these close ones, you're like, man, I, I don't know – who to pick here? And then you start having a conversation, and then you start, it starts to reveal itself. So that's right. where I'm great with my dad, and he bounces things off of me there as well. So how many quarterbacks, yeah. before we get to number 40, yeah. were in contention for oh, top 40, That's the, That's the hardest part of the exercise here. All right, so because first off, my number one fear of this is making a list and going, oh, shit, <laughs> I forgot that this fucking guy's a free agent or whatever. Oh, sure. Or somebody. I, Cam Newton one year. It was two years ago. Pete will tell you. He got to the list and he goes, you know, Cam Newton's on here. And I went, oh, shit. I forgot Cam Newton. And we were at number one, so we had to make him <laughs> oh, yeah, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Mahomes didn't make the list. So, as you know, yeah, I sent him that screenshot of that first draft, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot him. So that's the first thing I do is I got to go through each roster. Yeah. I write down all the quarterbacks' names. I look at the free agency. going, Then I go, okay, now, let me. who can I cancel off? Who's, who, who do I know for sure is not in the top 40? All right, so I start to cross names off that way. Then now the names that I have left, I write them all down. What I basically got down to, to answer your question finally here, is basically 48 names that mm-hmm. I got to where I went, hmm. For all, these 48, I think you could, you know, if somebody had one of them 40, I wouldn't go, oh, you're stupid. But that's where I had to get, you know, into the weeds a little bit with that. I think there was 48 that came down to 40. Then I canceled it down to about 45. Ultimately, I think I was down to like 42 where I was like, ooh, okay, who am I going to leave? Uh, all right, boom, and here we are with the top 40. So we'll probably share the honorable mention as we go because I we think could. some reveal themselves. Yes. Right, Pete? Isn't that the best way to do it usually? Because I think, yeah, we don't want to do it right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of go. I, I wrote down my three. I had 43 was the, my tough number. Okay. There, I All got right. it right here. All right, so those three yeah. that missed the list are probably going to be some fan bases. You know, how could you leave this guy there off the definitely list, could be right? in this, and yes, you wouldn't be. Yes, yeah, so they were tough three to leave off. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pete says, sorry, sorry Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, he, Jalen Hurts is on here. He was left Spoiler. off last year. Yes, he was. So we have a new saying here. It used to be there are 20 top 10 wide receivers. <laughs> now there are 48 top 40 quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, right, or maybe right. 43 when you get really down to it. All right, so let's begin. Let's you ready? It. Let's kick it off. Let's do it. Mr. Irrelevant, oh, as Pete calls it. But you made the list. Yes. Number 40. We'll kick it off in the Sims Top 40 quarterback countdown is? Is Drew Locke, Seattle Seahawks. That will be the quarterback number 40. Like Drew Locke a lot, Amon. There's things to like about his game. First off, I mean, you and I have discussed him a lot through the years here. There's real talent to the player. I mean, there really is. There's The talent of the player is better than 40. All right? The talent of that guy right there, he has the type of talent to be in the top 18, top 15. He really does. But playing the position is not, he's not great at it yet. 
You know, that to me, the biggest reason he's at 40 is because he just, for lack of a better way to say it, he's not in the trust tree. You can't trust him. You can't trust him with decision-making, taking care of the football, and that's, to me, the piece we're still missing with Drew Locke. Over-aggressive decision-making at times. Why are you fitting that ball down the field into that tight window? Take the underneath one, you know. Some silly decisions with just being careless and turning the ball over that way. It's consistency is the issue with Drew Locke. We see snippets. I've seen snippets the last three years ago. Ooh, oh, ooh, it looks good. He's he this it could be coming. He might be taken over here soon. But it just never quite gets there. And it is. It's a little bit all over the place when you break him down with decision making, sometimes inaccurate throws, or you go, you're you're too good to miss that throw. And then taking care of the football, certainly. I think all those aspects is a guy that's got a higher ceiling than 40, for sure. But right now, I can't put him any higher than that because I don't really know what to expect out of him when you get him on the field. Yeah, the one year he really started, 2020, right. started 13 games, yep. led the league with 15 interceptions, 16 touchdowns, and then last year just started the three games, fell out of the trust tree for the Denver Broncos exactly last right. year, fell out of your trust tree there too. Yes. And I think now's a good time as you take a look at his, his stats the last or the first three years of his career, if you're watching on Peacock or YouTube. You know, I think it's good to clarify here now. You know, he's got a different situation now, which we'll talk about in a second. Yes. But it's not about your list is not about it's like, oh, now he's in a good spot and so now his production's gonna go up. up. No. It's not it's not about production. No. It's not you're not projecting production no. at all here. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm proje- I'm trying to go where they're at right now as people and as players right now, right? And within that Am I trying to balance some projection growth there that I've seen through my experience of the years in the NFL? My experience with this is that the players, top-end rookie quarterbacks, that I have not projected them up enough to go, man, there's great growth that goes on between year one and year two. And even though I'm not in the building there to see it, I know more times than not, the Mahomes and the Burrows and those guys of the world go from rookie year, maybe being the 30th quarterback, to, oh shit, they're top 10-ish. And really, one of my things, that I, if I look back at years past where I've been a little wrong, is I haven't projected the big-time players kind of making that leap hmm. to me to the extent. And, and it's hard because, of course, you know, when you do it, like Mahomes going into his first year, I think I made him there somewhere in the 20s, and people go, you're fucking crazy. The guy played one game his rookie year. You're telling me he's, you know he's better? Well, yeah, my experience, what I've heard, studying, watching that one game, what he was coming out in the draft – yeah, that's why I'm here to do this, to hopefully be the guy that go, hey, he's smart. He's been here and done this. I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but, I, yeah, to project that growth a little bit. Yep. But this is not that. We, kinda, we know what this guy is to a degree. Yes, it's a different situation, certainly. He's going to have less talent around him here than he did in Denver. Oh, right? he's got DK Metcalf. He's got DK. I know, but as a whole, I think yeah. as I would still probably sure. have gone Denver last year. Got it. As all, they're all their weapons That's in, interesting included. Th- That's interesting to think um, about. I know. Yeah. I know. It's close. You're right. As I started to say it, I, went, I, maybe, I mean, Lockett and Metcalf are really damn good. But some people might think that, you know, yeah, you got Lockett and Metcalf. You, yeah. you bump them up a little bit because he's got better receivers. No, it's not about that. It's no. a generic team, an average We're team, exactly all quarterbacks right. on the same We're team, all same exactly talent. Right. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thank you for finally saying that last point. All right. So having said that, yes. um, Drew Locke is going to be in a little uh, quarterback battle. Definitely. Here. You're right. Um, With a guy that people just disrespect. Geno Smith. Yes. Well, was he disrespect? I mean, are we going to get to Geno Smith? Geno Smith, Smith that- is coming up in the list. He is ahead of Drew Locke. I'm not sorry. I've, I've spoiled the list. You can just cancel out and don't listen to the next 20 episodes. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was curious. <laughs> yes, Because I did he not is. expect that. 
I, he, Geno Smith has this, and we'll get to it at the time, yes. just has this perception around him because of the Giants and Jets stuff that is just not fair totally. It's just not, hmm. and we'll address it at that time. But sure. that'll be a good competition, certainly. And Geno Smith, as Pete Carroll said last week, is in the leader house for sure. He's got experience there. He played pretty well there last year. He knows the offense there. And, you know, Geno, switches, Geno Smith, like Drew Locke, is no slouch. There's real physical, tangible talent there to where you go, ooh, you know, if they finally it does all line up right, they, these guys could be you know substantial starters in the NFL for a while. And it seems like part of the knock on Drew Locke maybe, yeah, you know, immaturity. Can he be a leader of a team? I, I'm exactly right. I think there's all of that. So you you've heard like you know what I tell you. Hey, physical talent, great. Mental aspect, not sure about. Leadership aspect, not sure about. You know, lost a job to a guy last year who has. Less talent than he does, but has the other things that we're talking about that we're questioning with Drew Locke. And then you had a defensive coach in Vic Fangio, like a Pete Carroll, who was all into it. I just want consistent and the guy not going to screw the game up. Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of play it through our defense, right? And Drew Locke, as Vic Fangio, I think probably was justified when Drew Locke got in last year and went, I don't trust him. And then when he got in... Baltimore game comes in relief, bad interception. Chargers game play there. There was some bad interception. They ended up winning the football game. But nonetheless, I think it proved to Vic Fangio, like, oh, yeah, see, this is why I didn't start him. I don't trust what this guy's going to do with the ball all the time. Right. All yeah. right. So, yeah. so there it is. Drew Locke is 40. And if he, doesn't like 40. That, if he doesn't like that, win the job and prove that he's made That's some right. steps. He's made That's some, right. some make progress. Me, make, me, make, me, make me talk about you different. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. All right, let's get to 39 now. Right. And this is interesting because yeah. I think this is a, a conversation know. about uh, you talking with Paul last time. What six rookie quarterbacks? Yeah, major top forty. Right, not going to be that number this year. No, it's not. This is the only one right here. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers, pick number twenty, NFL draft. Can we please get a new picture on that graphic? Behind, besides my twenty, my twenty fifteen fucking red carpet picture okay <laughs> but this guy right here just got done walking down the first round red carpet all right kenny pickett steelers quarterback yes he is my number 39 you know and he's not number 39 where i'll tell you my first few lists i wrote down he was 40 but then you know i as i've told you before i i, I start to watch film on guys and nitpick and do all that kenny pickett of course is now nfl film i, I just got done watching him for a long period of time during the draft process but has a lot of the things that we talked about with Drew Locke that, like, I don't trust. Kenny Pickett, I, I don't have those same feelings. And I know people are going to go, well, he's in college. How can he say that to the NFL and all that? Drew Locke had all these same concerns coming out of Missouri. It's kind of in his DNA. We were hoping he would mature and get better, to your point, and clean those things up. And we're still in the process of it. Kenny Pickett, that is not the issue at all. We don't. Kenny Pickett's top-end talent, it's real good. Is it as good as Drew Locke? No, it's not a strong arm. You know, He's not as big of a human being as he is, but he is as good an athlete. Pickett's a good athlete. And Pick, Pickett, as far as you know, the mental aspect, I mean, 
is as impressive as it gets coming out of college the last two years. And Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, the only two guys I can remember in recent history where I went, ooh, in the pocket, making decisions, going through reads, putting the ball in the right spot. It's as good as anybody we've seen come out there. And I think that's why some teams absolutely loved them in the draft. It's the high-end talent that I question, but not still a starting quarterback here. But so, you know, I wish there was some more big playability and a little more aggressiveness, like I said, during the, the draft process. But as far as being ready to play in the NFL, I have no doubt that this guy is going to be ready. Yes, he's going to be able to run an offense. He's been running a pro offense, and he's very well-schooled at playing within the pocket and making decisions and throws that way. That's why I like him, and that's why I'm going to put him in front of Drew Locke. I think this might be history, too. Is he the first gloved player you've ever had in your top 40? No. No, because Teddy's, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy's Teddy's yes, right. There. Teddy Bridgewater, is, he's still here. So. Second ever gloved <laughs> player to make, yeah. your, you make your top 40. Right, so um, Kenny Pickett yeah. blew up this yes. past year, right? Was right. not going to be a first-round quarterback until this last year at Pitt. Uh, you take a look at his numbers in college, four years as a starter at Pittsburgh. Those first three, nothing to write home about. And then year number four, he had more touchdown passes last year than he did in those previous three uh, combined. So that would be the, the concern. Is like, wow, was this just a flash yeah. in the pan? Or yeah. did it all come together for Kenny Pickett? I think it all came together. I do. Uh, again, he's a, he was at a school that's you know, they're a good school. They're well coached. He wasn't exactly surrounded by big time, huge talent at receiver either, right? But no, this is a guy that's, you know, like we talked about during the draft. It, it's a good arm. It's middle of the road NFL starter arm, you know? Like if you look at the quarterbacks that we'll have around 15, 16, that's where Kenny Pickett is. Yeah, it's not Lasers. It's not Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, that kind of guy. That's not what it is. But like the ability. The ability to move in the pocket and do all that stuff is pretty damn amazing for his age. And no, I think, you know, again, I think you saw a guy last year that kind of just showed you like, hey, I got the skills. Now I've mastered the offense and I'm comfortable and I'm just going to dice you up that way. And I think right. that's what Pittsburgh's looking for is that kind of guy. Now, whether he starts there in Pittsburgh, that'll be that'll be interesting to see too. All right, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that in a yeah. second here. But I, I think one other thing, because we – just talked about situation does not matter. It doesn't right. matter who your receivers are. This is a generic team. But here's one situation where familiarity could matter. It could help your development as a player. Um, so he's obviously very familiar with that area, that complex. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware of this, honestly. I didn't, and we're you showing a picture. Right? I didn't know that they were in the same building. Right. I didn't know literally what Pete has your, uh, what is it, 11 feet away? You just walk and now you're in the Steelers complex. Yeah, right. So uh, that could, as far as, Making progress, yeah. progression, sure. projecting how far he can go from point A to point B. I mean, familiarity can't hurt, right? No, it, it definitely cannot. No, I mean, I, I think that's probably why they loved him. They knew little details and things about the guy, and they got to see kind of, you know, what goes into making the donuts behind the scenes in the guy yeah. to, to go, okay, there's, we're, we feel comfortable. Plus, they've gotten to probably see a million reps of him on the practice field just in passing and all of that. So, yes, that's where it makes sense. You know, and and you know, he's he is he's ready, he's he's ready as far as like as college quarterback being able to come in and you go know, oh I don't know he hasn't done some of these things I'm not sure if he'll be able to mentally digest it all he's going to you know again I know it's college football but these are one of the few college football teams out there that ran a real kind of pro style drop back quarterback offense so it's it's easy to see and it's easy to picture it translating you know to the next level of course. not that not that RPO stuff that well, Matt Corral did like you well, talked about yeah with, but with you're Phil, right but. you're right exactly 
exactly right. There's just there's you know you saw some of that, and because everybody in college does it, but no, you got to see real like oh wait, look sure. to the left, read number one. Oh, number two's over the middle. Oh, he's not there. Number three's just a little to the right of him. Okay, he's not there. Oh no, now I need to move in the pocket and find number four. Boom, I do that. You've seen it. You've he's seen evidence seen a of lot it. of it. A not lot to say that Corral can't do it. You've just seen evidence with Kenny Pickett. Yes. So you, you like Corral's talent better. Than I do. Kenny Pickett. 100%. You even like Malik Willis maybe long term better than Kenny Pickett. I do. Pickett. I like their talent, but it doesn't mean they're better right now and ready to go right now. This is a guy where I look at and go, if he's day one starter, I won't be shocked. You know, and of course he's a number twenty pick. So like last week, Paul was like, Well, who do you expect to start? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like just right away went into Pickett, right? And I was like, Pickett'll be the starter. He's a number twenty pick, and you know, like he's polished, like we're talking about, he's got right. some skills and everything there. But then I also was as this process unfolded last week and I'm starting to nitpick, you know, hey, it is, it is, as much as I respect him, Mitchell Trubisky's good. He's got real physical ability too. He does. And the Steelers are a team that, you know, I don't know if necessarily will feel the pressure or the politics of going, oh, we got to throw in our number 20 pick in there and just get him in there to like appeal to the fan base and quiet that, that part of it. So that's where it'll be, a, I think, a legit competition where it's not going to just be handed to him because I don't think they're going to be in any rush to just give it to him either. They realize they got a good team, you know, their team. They went to the damn playoffs. They're not far off. Yeah. So I don't think you just throw out the guy that's like, oh, man, he's clearly not ready, but he's the number 20 pick, so we'll throw him out there. Plus, Pete, no, it's week one yeah. at Bengals. So right. are you really going to throw the That's a big that that would be rookie quarterback exactly out there right. against a team that was the defending AFC champion it's gotta the go. Patriots and you got at the Browns. So that's the concern, right? You don't want to you want to be able to go to your rookie <laughs> and it's like a, a positive. You don't want to bench your rookie and it's a negative, right? You can uh, always yes. if you don't if you start with Mitch Trubisky, you can always eventually go to Kenny Pickett if it's not going well. You really don't want to go the other way around. No, uh, more times or not, you'd rather have that guy come off the the bench and save the day. Yes. A la Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor, right? Exactly. That kind of thing, right? Uh, so, that, that yes, that, that makes sense. And, you know, you know again, I, I think you do got to look at that early part of the season and go, wait, is it being fair to throw this guy right into the lion's den right away here against some of the better teams in football? Uh, that, that's something they're going to have to figure out as training camp starts and rolls on to whether he can handle that. I think he can handle that. It's just going to be, can he handle to the ability that Mitchell Trubisky might be able to handle, who's been there, done that, and dealt with some of these situations. This is an interesting part of the list because all these quarterbacks have like quarterback controversy, two yes. quarterbacks on a team here, right. which one's going to be the starter, which right. one's going to be the backup, and that, I guess, applies, although they're not going to say it in Miami. Yeah. But I know some people are thinking it at 38 here. Yeah, well, number 38, that's where we're going, Teddy Bridgewater, Miami Dolphins. Yes, he's the backup there. He is. You know, I, I do think he will be the backup. Now, it's, it'll take Tua. They're, they're going all in on Tua. Sure. Tua's going to have to, you know, have some egg splatter in his face and trip up and make some bad mistakes, I think, for Teddy Bridgewater to take over. But to me, Teddy Bridgewater is the ultimate backup. That's what he is. He is the ultimate backup. I would never want him starting for my football team, as we saw from the two seasons previous to this. That's just not what he is. You know, Teddy Bridgewater does a lot of really good things. You know, he's got good control of the football and accuracy. He is a pretty good decision maker. You know, his arm is solid. He's a good athlete. My big thing with Teddy Bridgewater, especially at this point in his career, is we know who he is, right? He's not big time, and... He's not the future of any franchise, 
And my biggest thing with him more than anything, and people have listened to me in years past, no, you know, it's, 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 there's, like I said, a lot to like, and the polish is there. But the 2022 NFL, to me, doesn't translate to a guy like Teddy Bridgewater all the way. To guys where I go, they don't go and try to win the game. They just go try not to lose it. And I think there's a big difference in that. And to me, it's hard to win in the NFL when you have a quarterback who just plays not to lose. Right. And I think you kind of see that last year with the way that played out for Denver and some of, some of those games. You look at some of the games he statistically had good. It's like, oh, they're way behind. Now he comes back and does well because they're in prevent. And we come away from the game going, oh, they only lost by a touchdown and his stats are pretty good. But I want to go, no, but he gave them no chance in the competitive part of the football game to really have them a chance to win the game. And that, to me, is why he's probably a little lower than most people would think yeah. at 38. On but the it is good if you're the 2019 New Orleans Saints and your starting quarterback goes down and he comes in not to lose the game exactly. and they go 5-0. and That's where he's good. Exactly. In that situation, you know, and it could be that way in Miami too because Miami's good enough here to where you might be able to go, they might not need a quarterback to be a superstar yeah, here. Right. They, and, and do we think Tua's really going to play all 17 I know. games? It, well, right? Exactly right. It, well, and let me just say, that's also a reason Teddy Bridgewater's at number 38. He, has not, he does not have the great ability to stay healthy either. Mm. That's an issue for Teddy Bridgewater. Health is an issue. He's a fragile guy. He's not always great within the pocket when the pocket's collapsing. But to your point, if it's all set up and the team is pretty good, like the Saints was back at that time, yeah. Where they go, wait, we don't need the quarterback to like make superstar wow plays for us to win. We can run and our defense is awesome. And, you know, I'm Sean Payton and I'll dial up a few plays, just the guy'll be open and you don't have to do a whole lot. That is where he's perfect. Exactly right. But if you don't have that team, if you got the um twenty twenty Carolina Panthers or twenty twenty one Denver Broncos, you don't want him. Because he's not gonna put your team over the edge or give you any advantage. Like against a team that's even or maybe slightly better than you, where you go, ooh, our quarterback can maybe put us above them today. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. Got to have the other pieces in place. Yes. Now, you don't look at last year's rankings. You told me that before the I podcast. Don't. So right. I'll, I'll fill you in on yeah. where you've had Teddy okay. the past few years. 2020, you had him at 29. Yeah, okay. Last year, you had him at 32. Right. This year, you have him at 38. Yeah. Next year, he'll be out of the top 40. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, I, I wouldn't say you're surprised to see him hovering around this right, this, right in the same area next year either. Uh, no doubt. But, you know, yes, I think as the years have gone on here where maybe I hope for a different Teddy Bridgewater to a degree, I think I've come to the determination between what I saw on film last year, the notes I wrote down over the past 10 days, and then the two years. Like, this is what he is. This is what he is, and this is kind of where he is. And I think the talks of him being a starter, those are gone forever. You know, unless he's in a situation like he is kind of now, where it's like, ooh, the quarterback in front of him is not great. Right. You know, and if he trips up, then, hey, we can bring him off the bench and he can salvage the day, but he's never going to be the future of any team going forward. Do we have the stats comparing Tua and Teddy last season, their numbers? Because in a lot of ways, they're, they're kind of similar quarterbacks, Yes, right? they are. They're There's a lot of similarities. Managers. Right. Can play small in the pocket. Right. Not the greatest arms in the world. Right. Completion percentage was very similar. Mm-hmm. Passing yards per game, similar. Yep. Passing yards per attempt, low on the lowish end. Yeah, they're all both on the lowish end. Yeah, I mean, those are yes. – if you switch those numbers around and be like, I don't, I, you can't tell There's, who's who. No. The, the, the one thing I'll say with Tua where I give him an advantage over Teddy Bridgewater, because Tua's on this list. He's, he's going to be, you know, some, sometime here in a little bit. 
not today. I don't mean in a little bit, but like where I, I when people want to compare that, I go, well, this is this is two thing. Like Tua, there is a little charisma and leadership about him that he brings to the table. Tua's movement is clearly a notch above uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Like as far as being able to scramble for yards or even hop around the pocket, and then the other thing that Tua is sneaky good at. Kind of watching again back this weekend. And of course, there's things he's got to improve on. But Tua's ability to move his arm angle around and things is a subtle skill that he maybe doesn't get as much credit for. You know, stepping up in the pocket this way, and there's a lane to throw it here, and he can kind of just do that and stuff like that. See, that, that to me is where, like, Teddy doesn't have that. Teddy's more the traditional, I'm going to throw it the right way, do all that stuff. So that's where, I, like, I thought there was a little separation between the player and the last thing, too, to give you just one more thing for Tua, Tua's a more aggressive decision maker. He, not, he might turn the ball over, as you see there, a little bit. But, like, if Tua sees, oh, wait, this coverage, coach told me all week to be like, ooh, the post might be there, he'll, he'll go back and, and take it and give it a good look, right? Bridgewater, at times, if the timing of the game's not right, he won't look at it. And that, that's what bothers me. He will leave yards and plays on the field. And to me, that's a big detriment in 2022 NFL, where the league is set up for the quarterbacks in the passing game to take advantage of everything that's there. Uh, that, that's there, excuse right. me. All right, Pete, clip that off. And whenever a Miami Dolphin fan tweets to Anon, you know, tweets Chris, yeah. you clip that and send it to him. Have a yeah. bot, set up a bot. Right. Elon's, Elon's <laughs> not going to like recording. that. Oh, we weren't recording that. Yeah, that'll <laughs> never awesome. be heard from again. Never repeat that. Yeah. All right. So Teddy Bridgewater at number 38. There. It will be interesting. It's New England at Buffalo or at Baltimore versus Buffalo and then at Cincinnati. First four games. And so if that's a if that's a rough start for Tua, even if he's the better quarterback, more ability, there's going to be some chatter. Yeah. Give me some chatter. I mean, no, those are no question. Some tough defenses. Yeah, you're right. It's tough. It's just like you just talked about with Kenny Pickett and, and yeah. the Steelers. Or you just go, this is a tough early schedule. There's yeah. no doubt. Team it's, with it can, expectations. Yeah, and, it can yeah. dictate how that quarterback position goes or plays out throughout the rest of the year. All right. We don't think there's a quarterback controversy in 37, but no. who knows? Early season struggles, you never, you never know. 37 on your list is Gardner Minshew, backup quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles. And again, mm. to me, one of the best backup quarterbacks in all of football. Not ranked last Not year. Not ranked last year. One of the first guys out. He was like 41 or 42 last year. I think, believe the year before that, I um, Pete wrote it down somewhere. You, he was 30. 30. Yeah. All right. So I had him on a low, you know. He's been volatile. He's been volatile. He's right here in this stretch. You know, this is where he is a little bit. I think, you know, ultimately. Low-end starter in the NFL, really high-end backup. you know. But Gardner Minshew, first off, I mean, he, you can depend on him as a backup. He's, he's a natural at the position. You know, a little bit where, you know, the physical skills are not as good as Drew Locke or even Kenny Pickett. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe his, arm, his arm might not even really be as good as Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater might have a better arm. Right. But Minshew can really play. Minshew is a very good decision maker. Minshew is really crafty and good in the pocket. Lin- Minshew brings a leadership and a flair to your football team that is undeniable. That is unfucking deniable. In fact, it's cra- it's 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 one of the rarest backups I've ever seen from that aspect. And that like the team gravitates towards him. Just go watch the Jets game last year when he was dicing up the Jets. And I know it was the Jets, but 
it, it, he scores and looks at the sideline and makes these silly faces and poses, and they fucking eat it up. And that adds to the value too. Let alone he's got great anticipation and great touch and can change the arm angle. So he's a guy that can really play. He's a pretty aggressive decision maker, even though he doesn't have this big arm, right? And he can make plays in the pocket and outside of the pocket and has a little moxie and flair to him. And I, I, I like Gardner Minshew. He's one of the best backups in football. And that's why I got him ahead of, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. I think there's an element he brings to the team that Bridgewater doesn't. And that's why I just, you know, I notched him up one, one, one bump ahead. One of my favorite moments from last year was Gardner Minshew embracing his father after that one week 11 game Yo, win right? against the Jets. Remember That's that? What I mean. He's like pushing him, fist yeah. bumping him. Like his dad's even like, oh man, this is throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, look at that. I know. It's hilarious. He's not, the cool thing about him is he's, he doesn't act too cool for it. Like no. he acts cool, right? Yeah. He's got the sunglasses. Right. He's got the, the jean shorts, which by the way, now you got two gloved guys and a jean shorts guy. But then he looks at dad list. and he's like, hey, I'm an idiot, aren't I? And exactly. then he hugs him again. I know. I exactly. Know. <laughs> he's just into it. He's just into it. He loves it. He does. It shows in the field. It shows off the field. And he embraces who he is. And to me, that's why he is a good leader. That's why Jacksonville was like, damn, should he be our starter? And now Philadelphia, you know, and Jalen Hurts, anytime he struggled last year, what did everybody say? Early in the year when it was struggle, maybe Gordon Mitchell should start. Because yeah. he's got a charisma that a starter has. He really does. And that's where he's a little different. And I think he is one of those guys that you can go – Hey, our quarterback's hurt for three weeks. We yes. needed to play good for three weeks. Or our quarterback's just hurt for the next three quarters and we need to save this game for you. I don't think he fucking cares. And I think he's just ready to play because he loves it and he prepares himself the right way. All right, you've already hinted here that, yeah. that Jalen Hurts has made your list and he did not last year. Yeah. Um, so you got, him, you got him higher on this list. Take away the running. Say that the, the quarterback just had to stay in the pocket. And you're, you're picking a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that we know is going to run the ball really well, going to have a good defense. Who would, who would be your quarterback? Who'd yeah, be your that's a good question. Gardner Minshew is definitely a better thrower and player within the pocket than Jalen Hurts. Even without the arm strength, you've yeah, said. I do, yeah. yeah. You know, and Hurts' arm is, is good. Again, it's not crazy strong either. Not enough to where I go, oh, it's such a difference in the arm strength that Hurts will be able to make so many throws. It, it, it's not. Hurts is, I would say, is you know just a little bit stronger than Gardner Minshew. But Minshew's good that way. Now, he's a little smaller, right? You know, and, and you know... Pocket collapses, throwing over people, doing that stuff. Okay, maybe not his best. Hurts is probably a little bit better playing that physical aspect of in the pocket. But, you know, as we've talked about, Hurts definitely has to get better with precision in his throwing and those throws that are, you know, big-time NFL in-the-pocket type throws. So you said Teddy Bridgewater, who is one behind Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Is a high-quality backup. Would never want him starting from my team. Right. Does that apply to Gardner Minshew? (sighs) Even with the leadership, I guess I wouldn't be as strong as that. No, I wouldn't be as strong with that. Hmm. You know, again, Gardner Minshew, you know, my perfect team. Do I want him to be my starting quarterback? No. But if he was like, hey, hey, Chris, you're the GM of a team. You know, you got to wait a year or maybe two to get your starter, the guy you love, right? Gardner Minshew, you got to deal with him for one year and maybe two. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, we can make that work, you know? 
It's it's again, he's not going to carry the squad. He's not going to be like, oh gosh, we're going to put it all on his shoulders. You got to play a certain style of football as you do with all these guys we're talking about really right now. That's why they're not starters. That's why they're fighting for backup jobs and fighting to stay alive in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I, that that's kind of how I feel about it. There are guys that you root for in the league. No matter what team you yeah, what right. team you root for, they're just individual players. I think a lot of people root for Definitely. Gardner Minshew. The next guy on your list I is think someone I root for him too. Actually. Is someone I've been rooting for right. for a long time covering right. him in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Hampton Crabber. Number 36 is Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Backup quarterback for the G-Man. That's right. That's my backup quarterback. Tyrod <laughs> Taylor, um you know, I, I I I feel bad for the guy at times. I do, because he's been a little unlucky. Hey, one of the reasons I think he's a back a backup a little bit in this spot too is you can't a little like we talked about with Teddy Bridgewater. You can't depend on him to stay healthy throughout the year. That would be one thing that's you know a little concerning about him. You saw that last year. You saw that the year before with Doctor Needle punctured his lung in his yeah. chest, but he had a rib injury, so he was he was injured. That's why he was getting the the shot to begin with. They falling on that you know wrist when Baker Mayfield was there, and and uh, you know in Cleveland, so he has not been able to stay healthy. But Tyrod Taylor has some big time elements of his skill set that are starting quarterback worthy uh, that that I would tell you for sure I mean Tyrod Taylor as compared to some of the other guys we've talked about on this list already has a really good arm it's a really good arm him and Drew Locke would have the two best arms of the guys we've talked about here so far and you know, he can pump it down the field 60 yards 70 yard post routes he's got some strength we know he's a good athlete too he can make some plays outside of the pocket and scramble for 20-yard touchdown runs or do anything like that. Definitely. You know? But, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, has a little bit of the Teddy Bridgewater in him to a degree that does bother me. And the fact that, you know, it's it's a careful football game at times. It is. It's a careful game. It's not always taking advantage of what's there to be had. Oh, you know, I'll just play it safe for now. Well, damn, that might be the only time he gets open 40 yards down the field. You got to take it now. We can't go, we'll, we'll wait for it later. And we've talked about this before I with know him. We have. It, it, the yes. debate on is that him? Is that what the offense is calling for? And I know. You, you do believe, though, that it, that it is. Yeah, him. it is. It's just too many years of me kind of saying the same thing. And I came away, even again last year, watching the, the, the few games he played last year. You know, where, yes, he got off to a hot start and did some things really well, you know, early on. But it was also early on in the year, you know, and you watch it a little bit. Like, teams are still figuring out what the Texans were doing. Some of the plays, you just go, well, damn, he's wide open. Hey, it was a great throw. It was good. Whatever. But, you know, then he got hurt. And when he came back, you know, it just was bumpy. It was. And bumpy teams caught on to the offense. And I know he wasn't a part of a great offense either. But, you know... I think with with Tyrod, it's it's that it's the you know too many people. Oh wait, you're in the pocket. There, there's somebody open here. You but oh you can't see him because you're a little small in the pocket. Oh the pocket's collapsing. Wait, that guy's open. You know, fifteen or twenty yards to your right here. You just got to stand in there with pressure around you and make that throw and get hit. Oh, nope, he's going to look to move around and wait for a cleaner area to throw the ball. And I know people, you know that that's great. 
And, hey, you know, a lot of the times, like with some of those plays, we'll go, oh, well, look, Tyrod just scrambled for seven. Good job. Or, oh, Tyrod, you know, he moved around the pocket and threw it for a six-yard completion. Good job. But what, what people are missing sometimes with those type of plays that I try to explain to people, and this is true with Tyrod Taylor, is some of those plays where you go, oh, he scrambled for seven. I go, yeah, but if he just stood in the pocket, there was a guy open for 20 yards down the middle. He's just got to stand there, and he's got to make the throw. He's going to get hit in the ribs. Yeah, he's got to do it. Or, yeah, damn, he threw the check down. I get it. So it's second and three. But, like, the 18-yard in cut to the right was, was open. You, you got to hit it. I know there was people in his face, but it, it's just too open. You can't go, oh, I can't see it or whatever else. And, and that, I think, is what, like, kind of knocks him down to a degree. Yeah. There is some ability to make some high-end, awesome stuff happen. But it's too few and far between at times and to me it has to be again a little bit too much served up on a silver platter at times sure. instead of just making it happen has a little of that teddy bridgewater i'm not going to lose the game instead of just saying i'm going to yeah. go win the game not maybe to teddy's extent but but similar you know what's funny is like from covering him back in high school yeah he was so good he was just such a mobile you mentioned he's got a strong arm yeah very strong I know. arm. he's got a fluid motions like that arm right. just flopping around he throws it 70 yards or whatever 65 yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was so good as a as a mobile running quarterback in high school, yeah, and then in college, right. It's kind of the same things we talk about with Lamar Jackson. You just did not need to develop that other part of your game until you get to the NFL, and the players are fast, faster than you've ever seen before. Yes, right. But you just haven't had that work before the NFL, <sighs> no. where you needed to it's, rely on your arm. He it, didn't need to rely on his arm ever. No, it's 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 the hard thing for, you know. The, the quarterback with the crazy strong arm or the quarterback with the crazy good athlete, you know, legs that can run and do all that yep. stuff, they both go through a learning curve of, wait, the strong arm guy goes, oh, wait, I can't fit that in there. I can't fit in there. I, my whole life I fit it in there. So they keep doing it. And you see Brett Favre and those kind of guys, they throw a lot of interceptions earlier in their career and whatever else, and it takes some time to adjust, or they don't, and they're on the bench or yep. out of the league. Same thing, though. Your, your conversation is very real that way. Yeah, to where, hey, I don't need to make that tight throw. I don't need to. I can go run for 10 yards now. And everyone's just going to go, first down, let's go, awesome. Yeah. You know, so there is that, yes. But, you know, as we've talked about, the, the, the NFL is still comes down to making those throws within the pocket, making those type of plays. And, yeah, to me, that's where he lacks a little bit, you know. And I think even – you know, I mean, you look at his last four games he played last year. I think I pretty much said it to you. I think that's why they went to Davis Mills. You know, if, if I got this right, the Jets game was his last game, right? Or no, it might have been the Colts game. The Jets game the week before that, the Tennessee game the week before that, and it was the Miami game that, where he came back, where he, he came back after the injury. He played horrible in that game with some bad turnovers. They won a game in, in Tennessee in the rain, and they had the turnovers, and Tannehill had interceptions, but really did nothing. It was ultra did played to not lose the game, mm -hmm. and because he played that way, they won that day. But then the next week kind of played that same style against the Jets, and we're up 14 nothing or 14-3 early when I was watching that back two days ago. And it got real conservative again, and let me protect the lead. And, oh, shit, now Zach Wilson made a few plays, and fuck, you guys are losing 18-14, to 14, you know, instead of stomping on their throat when you had a few opportunities that way. Yep. So there was that, and then the Colts game the next week. Shut out. Shut out where that, to me, is what solidified him as 38 because there was never an attempt to really 
change the game over. Let me make a play. Let me make a big throw here in this moment. It was just like, we're dying slowly, and I'm going to die slowly. But it ain't, ain't going to be my fault. And I have a problem with that, as you could tell. I, I knock people down for that style play. It's, it's not acceptable in 2022 NFL. It's so huge for every position. We talk about it with receivers a yeah, lot, too. Right. Can you change the game with one play that – Half the league would not be able to make yeah, it, right? right? right. Taking a 10-yard gain and making it a 70-yard touchdown sure. like Jamar Chase does. Right. That changes the whole complexion of a game. Yeah. Like, is there enough of that in Tyrod's game? You say you say no. No, you- no. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference we come to work every day to do it the right way even if it's the hard way because if it's not right for us it's not right for you Dietz and watson it's a family thing since 1939 um pete's got a good question yeah, here great. this is producer pete uh at producer pete demolitis uh what's more likely tua is benched for teddy or daniel jones is benched for tyrod Ooh. I think if you made me choose one of those two, I'm going to go with the second one. I, I yeah, I just feel like with Tua, there's such a groundswell and support there for him. They've got a coach that I think is just like there, not only because he deserves it, but he they knew his offense would fit the quarterback. Yeah, he's got weapons galore. To where, you know, again, you know me. I love the Giants. I'm rooting for Daniel Jones. I don't know why. I just feel like there's, you know, maybe more there to make it happen for Tua. Where, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, the fan base is not behind him quite the same. Right. As as Tua has there in Miami. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. No, they did not pick his fifth-year option. So, yeah, there's no Jones anon, to Pete's point, right? <laughs> we don't have a, a, a backlash of people. So, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah, I think because of that, no fifth-year option like you're talking about, where, like, all right, what I'm basically saying is if Tua stumbles a little bit the first five weeks, they're going to go, okay, it's a new offense, we'll learn it. If Daniel Jones stumbles the first five weeks and things aren't good and all that, I, I do think you're going to hear – Fans and everybody just go, well, maybe we should play Tyrod Taylor. Screw Daniel Jones. He's, he's, he's not going to make it. He can't do it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's my thought. I haven't really thought about that a lot, but that would be my initial reaction there. Giants are really you know, kicking the can down the road, right? Because at least with Miami, you, you, you can trick yourself into believing, even if it's not true, it might be true, that two is the future. Yeah. Right? Right. I think at this point, I think the realization there that Daniel Jones, unless he makes a huge leap, it's like he's not the future is he going to be the is Daniel Jones going to be the quarterback of the Giants next playoff team? I think they're hopeful you think I, they... I think they really want him to be the guy and I think he has a lot of the things to be the guy he'll be he, on this list that he will be on the list Daniel Jones is really hard because when you go back and watch Daniel Jones all right first off like you go back and you go damn there's a lot of good Holy shit, what a throw in the pocket. Holy shit, is he under pressure and people are killing him and he's just throwing balls down the field. Holy shit, there he goes running around the edge for 70 yards. There's some things about him where you go, that is really good. you know. But holding the ball too long in the pocket, getting it stripped out, doing that, you know, you know, 
throwing a screen pass against the Buccaneers where he's falling down to his right and he just throws the ball like across the field to the screen pass and right into a defensive lineman's chest. You know, those are the few things. And then what you, again, as, and again, anybody that's listening to this, the other thing with Daniel Jones is like, I, I kind of just alluded to it. There's so many fucking plays where you go, he has no chance. I don't care if we have seven Tom Brady's at quarterback. It doesn't matter. Nobody is going to be able to do anything with this offensive line. And that's where he's a tough ranking. We'll get to him later on because he's not coming today or tomorrow. Uh, But... You know, we're not, we're not it's a big a question. We're not doing a pod tomorrow. Okay, but. well, that's why he's not coming tomorrow. He's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, he does some of those bad, th- some of those frustrating things. Yes, and then the next day he'll take a picture with your son in New York, <laughs> and so it's like, how do you rank him that low that on the list? How do you? Yeah, you can't. You can't put him down in that the is, bottom. That sounds like a bias ranking for me. <laughs> that does. <laughs> All right, so that's the first five. That's right the there. first five in the books. I, I like those, and I know those are hard for you. It's like it's splitting hairs. It and is it's so close. It but is. Those are interesting conversations because, like we mentioned with Teddy Bridgewater. That Saints team, it put them in a better seeding playoff position. Like yeah. these quarterbacks could play a huge part in not having a playoff or non playoff team, but maybe, you know, if the starter gets hurt and if the starter underwhelms, it's like these guys could have a huge impact on the NFL no season. Doubt. No doubt about it. You're right. Usually one of these guys does, you know, yeah, they, us- they usually do. And um, really, ranking like 32 to 40 is probably one of the most exhausting parts of the whole exercise. Because again, you're you're talking about guys that, you know, all they got a flaw. There's oh wait, there's the things I like. How are you going to match that all up to go? Wait, I like this guy that does this. This guy doesn't do as good in this area. But oh, the next area, this guy's that guy actually better than this guy was. Oh, and that, it's it's nitpicky. Right. It's a tough area here. It's a it's a group of guys that I really look at to go. They're really not starting quarterbacks for the most part. There's some starting quarterback traits there but i'm not sure that they have all the traits to be you know anything long term that way so we've just gone through five Other than kenny pickett uh, right. i mean him yep yeah. right uh we've just gone through five here there's one listener yeah one homie out there who tweets yeah. the program often who gave his best effort at predicting your top 40 uh, this is uh tomas pena and what here up, it Tomas? is. He's, my, showing, he's our man. He's our man. Yeah. I remember I said his name one time on the pod, and he goes, you're the first person to say my name right. And I don't remember how I said it. And so I might be saying it wrong now. His last uh, name. I think it's Pena or Payne. Yeah, I think hey, that's right. He, 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 he did a good job. That. He really so, did yeah, do so a good So we're looking job. at it right now. So the bottom, what did he get right at the bottom five? Like he in got Pickett at 39, right? Pickett exactly right at 39. You got Drew. I mean, look, Drew Locke at 37. Locke I had at him 30, at 40. Yeah. Right? He Bridgewater at 35. Correll in there who's not in there. Yeah. Trubisky we think will be higher. Uh, Mariota, TBD yeah. on him. Um, but, yeah, as you go up there, you got Allen, Mahomes. So I think every homie should kind of try to do this. I bet a lot could get into your brain with the top five. I wonder how many – like if we did a trier – luck at what what do we call that other one perfect 10 perfect 10 if you could do the perfect five i wonder how many people would get we should do the perfect 10 though why don't we do the perfect 10 i'm all Again, for that Pete. i think that's a good idea it is hey yep. listen there's some things here where i go damn this guy he's, he's got some parts of the list where i go he's, he's fucking close to on it here he really does i don't want to give it away it's like did pete text him the he list might have you know or yeah, something pete like that could be that kind of guy saboteur <laughs> he could yeah Oh yeah, Tomas. Uh, is I will pete. say his top five ain't right. 
I mean, it's not right. right. Don't give too much away. Some of the names, but it's not. It's not right. All right, so maybe we'll do yeah. a perfect ten. Yeah, and we'll give away, but like points bet won't do it. But Chris will give away one hundred thousand of his own dollars if anyone can correctly <laughs> pick the top ten. No, we're gonna give legally. Away, I have to say that was a uh, joke. Your commander's outfit. Oh That's yeah, what we're gonna. Get. You can wear it for one day. You can wear <laughs> my commander's day. outfit for one day. Then you have to send it back. Uh, that's fun. I think now that we're saying this, you should have to wear team colors with every pod. <laughs> we can figure out. Are we going to bring out my so like the picture we showed earlier? It was Lions colors. That's your Lions. That outfit. was right. Yeah. So you know, next Monday when you're back, you better have team colors on, or I'm not letting you host the show. We can find not. a team that yeah. is similar to the colors that I'm yeah. wearing each week. I'm you sure could that easily do it. Don't show that picture again of me at the top. My stomach was out a little bit. It was a little out. What was up with that? I don't know. You must have been eating that good southern food down there. <laughs> There's a lot of food. I think it was a calzone right before that, or oh, pasta, or something yum, like that. Yes, oh. yes, that'll make your belly go out. Yeah. All right. That's it, right? We're done? That's it. Okay. That's it. For the Washington Commanders and Ahmed Farid, he says farewell. <laughs> no, but thanks for everybody listening out there. Uh, hope you keep sending in thoughts, questions about the quarterback rankings. It's not easy. I'm not sitting here telling you I'm God's gift to the world. But I am good at it, and I do work hard at it, and I've been around it my whole life. Uh, hope you enjoy it. You know what we got. We got five more coming on Wednesday, right? Is that how we're doing it? Five each pod here? Yep. All right. All right. So five each pod here to start. Uh, Ahmed, thanks a lot, man. Good luck with the Preakness this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And then we'll fun. see you Monday. I'll be back Monday. You'll be back Monday. Long weekends for Ahmed right That's now. That's all right. I'm just capping it off with Chris Sims unbuttoned every Keep week. Keep it rolling. Awesome. All right. Uh, clap it up. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.